Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 188 of the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me as always is Tim. Welcome, Minnie. Tim, first half of this uh, episode is coming to us from Lakewood Brewing in sunny Garland, Texas. It is the French Quarter Temptress SS. Uh, early la la. spring release date, Imperial Milk Stout with vanilla bourbon-aged coffee beans and chicory. 9.1% ABV, six, or 56 IBU, um, available in draft in 12-ounce bottles. And... Um, we don't have the right proper attire for this one, but that's all right. Uh, if you don't want to hitch a ride to Nawal's from the Crescent City flavor, our friends at Noble Coyote Coffee Roasting, Age Green Fair Trade Certified something, 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 coffee beans. Anyways, let's try it out. It sounds good. I like what I'm hearing. Mm, it's yeah, good. That's really it's yummy. very good. That's um, delicious. Pairs, with Bella, pairs well with Jambalaya, Creme Brulee, Benoise, Benoise. And Voodoo Magic. All right. Well, I mean, you got a lot of skulls in this room. We could yeah, probably hook something up. We probably could. Um, so, Tim, what have you been up to this week? You mean besides meeting yeah, random this is, strangers? Yeah, other than random strangers. Lot. Yeah. Besides other, that? Besides that. Um, I went to escape room again. Okay. Um, this time, it was someone else who organized it. It was the same place as my birthday, and I tricked the entire party to going to um, ramen before, and most of them hadn't had ramen. That's awesome. So, yeah. I'm like, Did they like it? Um, I think most of them did. I think there was one lady who maybe didn't. She as was much. like, Ugh. "No, no, no." She was very polite about it. I just didn't get like a sense of enthusiasm for it. Yeah, her. she was like, "I'm never having this again." But the escape room was awesome. The theme of this one was steampunk. Okay. Um, and so, like, this captain like greets you at the door and says, "All right, we're gonna you're gonna rescue you're like refugees." And uh, there's like a rival corporation. Okay. And it turns out there's a spy that sabotaged the airship you're on. Oh, nice. And locked up the cabin in the hold. And so the very first thing is getting the captain out of the hold. And Cheryl and I did that together. Nice. By ourselves. That's good. Yeah. Um, so what I liked about this escape room was all of the, well, not all, but like 90% of the puzzles were physical. Like getting the captain out of the hold involved. Um, do you know those games where there's like a image and you have to slide tiles yeah. around? Yeah, yeah. It was that kind of puzzle um, to get keys to where the locks were. Because keys would be the opposite side of where the locks were. She okay. Had to, she had to move the tiles over. That's fun. And there was another puzzle that was um, really ingenious. It was like uh, to get the clue to pop up, you had to connect the tubes in the right sequence um, to have this air that was cycling through it um, force it up this tube. Um, and there was a bunch of fake holes and dead ends. And you had to look inside the device, um, which you could only light up like really briefly huh. with this flash thing. There was another one that was like on a wall. Um, there was three fans, and you had to turn them off by completing a circuit in the right way. There was one with. Um, a... This sounds definitely like a lot more at my alley. Yeah, the very physical puzzles. And the other thing I really liked about this escape room was it was like four or five rooms that you. Nice. Progress... So you actually like progress through rooms. Yeah, you start out in like a uh, the ship's um, main compartment or whatever. So you've got like a view screen, and there's like these pews like you know where passengers would sit yeah and then all these other things kind of opened off to the side nice as you opened up different puzzles and the the whole thing was like solving these different puzzles would get you the crew's um, equipment lockers which had a jetpack escape 
Oh, that's cool. Because the ship was, you know, crashing because of, yeah. of the sabotage. And we got out, including saving the captain in, um, like, 18 seconds to spare. The cool thing is once... A, once there's a theme here. Yeah, just barely escaping with our lives. So, once you got your jetpacks on, you stepped in this little capsule, and it, like, rotated and put you out back in the lobby. Oh, that's cool. It was it was a lot of fun. It was cool. I really liked... A lot of work, obviously, went into it. Um, I don't know. It's just... It was neat. Um as much as I like the aesthetic of the arcade one from yeah. before, I kind of like this one better. Yeah, it seems more it seems more up our alley. It, I think you would have liked it. It was more hands-on, not brains-on. Uh, yeah, some brains, but... Some brains. More like the mechanical brain, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. more uh, like a physical, like, object-oriented brain. Exactly. Um. So the other, like, major thing that I did this week was... I guess... It always says... It's weird to say it this way, but I took my daughter on a date. Um... Daddy daughter dates yeah. like an established thing. My son was uh, at his journey thing, and I just spontaneously had an idea after dinner. Um, Let's go kill someone. Well, I mean, I'm like, hey, want to do something creepy and random? She's like, yes, because she has very similar sensibilities to me. Yes. So this was not at all planned. Um, so we were at Chipotle, and they didn't have margaritas for the second time that week, so I was pissed about that. Because um, it's on the menu. You should just bring them margarita here's, mix. Here's, it's not the mix. It's the ke- tequila. Oh, bring them some two tequila. Two kinds of tequila. They have two kinds of tequila on the menu. They have neither. And I'm like, when are you guys having it back? I'm like, when the manager orders some. Where's your manager? Yeah. Where the fuck is the manager? So anyway, I told... I want to speak to Mr. Chipotle. told my daughter she owed me a margarita. And she's like, um, okay, sure. I can't really get that for you, Dad. I can't legally buy that, Oh, but okay. So along the way, we had to get a margarita. That was like one stipulation. The other thing, I didn't tell her at all what we were doing. I just said, we need to go home and get my knife. And she's like, wait, what? That's kind of an odd request. So I've talked to you, I don't think on the show, about this guy, but I finally decided to check him I out. I think we did mention him on the show like a long time ago. I mean, you're you're into like serial killer podcasts and other creepy things. Yeah. This, I don't know. If I, was a serial, Slice and dice. if I was a serial killer, I would want to know this guy because he could be useful in some capacity. Very useful. So it's he's called the Patron Saint of Knives, and he is a knife sharpener of great distinction. Um, he lives in the area. I didn't know how close he lived to... Um, to some personal areas that we that you attend. Yeah, I basically with my kid's weekday club, uh, yeah. which is in a church. He's two blocks away from that. He's just in a house. Um, he has um, cameras all around the front of his house. I'm the, assuming they go through the, the whole entire place. Yeah, so we, we pull up to the, the location... And the first thing you'll notice is the yard is, I don't want to say overgrown, there's just a lot of plants. Like a lot. Like you... Like it's manicured, it's, but in a chaotic it, way. It's not a lawn. It's a shrubbery. Yeah. Basically. Um, it's a body hiding place. The second thing you notice is the house has two eyes painted on it. So this house is watching you. It's so weird. It's so creepy and cool. Um, the other thing was there's like a lending library, like yeah, a that's cool. little structure where you can buy or not buy, <laughs> borrow or return or not return or bring books. And I'll get to that later. So my daughter's looking at this place and me getting out with my knife, doesn't know what's going on. So I'm going to kind of tell you the story from her perspective. We walk up the driveway and she's like, do you know this guy? I'm like, no. She's like, we're just going to go knock on his door. I'm like, no. So we go to the front porch. And the front porch has like a little table with a notepad on it. And then there's a row of lockers. And each locker has a number on it. And it has a lock with a key in it. Um, some of the, the locks were already locked and the keys were gone. So what you do 
is you write an email address uh, or a phone number and your name on a note, the notepad on the table. You put that in the locker along with whatever you want sharpened. And then you close the locker and take your key. Hmm. So you never talk to this guy. You never see him. Um, but he sees you. You could use an, a fake name, an anonymous email address you just made up. Suck my dick one two three at yahoo.com. I mean, if that's what you want to do. But I'm just saying, like, if you were some Shop. some Never serial mind. killer or something that needed your knife sharpened off, off and you wanted some privacy. Now, you are on camera, so he's going to know what you look like. So if you're bringing, like, bloody knives, probably not a good idea. Probably not. He probably will report you or just keep the knife. That's... If he keeps the knife, that's getting rid of evidence, though. So that's kind of cool, too. Yeah. So anyway, I get this text at 3 in the morning saying, hey, Tim. Your uh, knife is all sharp and happy now. <laughs> you can come pick it up, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Why are you working at 3 a.m. on my knife? I mean, he can set his hours. Yeah. So that was cool. So I'll get back to that later, I guess. Well, I mean, the next day I picked it up. Um, You put money in a little drop box next to lockers. You take your knife and away you go. I guess to finish up the story. Who forces of, you to pay him? Are you going to mess with the guy who sharpens knife for a living? Possibly. And has cameras and knows what you look like. Dude, I'm dumb enough. It's fine. You probably are. I mean, okay. So anyway, I the next day I went, paid, got it. And it comes wrapped in butcher paper and then like taped up really nice. It's got a, a seal on one side. Like a wax seal? No, it's like a gold foil seal. So like, like a sticker? It? Yeah, a sticker. Like okay. his, his name on it. And then the other side has a another, it looks like a business card almost. says warning, extremely sharp. That's cool. You open it up. Your knife is inside, of course. And then there's a couple of his business cards, a Band-Aid, and um, what was the third? Warning label. Another warning label. I just thought it was funny that he put yeah, a Band-Aid in. a Band-Aid in there. And the Band-Aid has a stamp with his name on it. Yep. So. Um, just to finish out that part of our story, um, we did take a book from the lending library called um, something like A Small Child's Guide to Greek Mythology. I love Greek Mythology. It's all about killing shit. Yeah, people die. Like God, all the time. Gods are assholes. Everyone dies. It's great. Gods sometimes die. So we, going back in time to when we dropped the knife off with my daughter, because my daughter wasn't with me when we picked it up. Um, not at three a.m. No, she was still sleeping. Oh, I didn't. I didn't go at three a.m. I went. Whatever, Tim. Not, I could wait for my knife. So um, we leave the uh, patron state of knives, and I go a different way than when I came in. Just so she could see how close this creepy house was. That's so weird. That's so creepy. To her kids' so club. She's like, wait, I know where we are. I'm like, yep. <laughs> so, um, we're so in dri- case you ever need to sharpen a knife in an emergency while you're at kids' club. Yep. We're driving back and we see a sign for a place called Two Margaritas. That's a Mexican place I've never okay. been to. But I'm like, hey, you still owe me that margarita. Pull over. I got a giant, um, what do you call it? Uh, Cadillac margarita. And she got a virgin strawberry margarita. Nice. Which she didn't like that much. She said it tasted like um, cough syrup. So it must be like an artificial strawberry flavor. Must be. Anyway. That sucks. Well, yeah. But I thought it was cool that we were at two margaritas having two margaritas. That's cool. And like the waitress was like, do you want to order any food? I'm like, no. Because we were the only people in the restaurant. That's so cool. I could hear people in the bar. And there was actually at the entrance to the bar, there was the picture of the most interesting man in the world. Like a cut up, and I yeah. actually took a picture with him. That's cool. Um, I could hear people in the the cantina, bar, whatever you want to call it, like maybe two or three, but those are just hardcore alcoholics. Like 
Yep. If no this one is el- their nightly routine. If no one else is eating the food, I'm not going to eat the food. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, besides, we just had Chipotle, so it was pretty full. Anyway, while we were drinking our margaritas, this was the best part, I think, of our day. Even better than the knives. She read me stories from the uh, That's really Greek mythology. Cool. So we read about Icarus. We read about um, Pandora. We read about half of Hercules' trials. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a ton. I've listened to all of it we, on myths and legends. We skipped. We did the first like four, and then we skipped to the last one. Um, we also read... Um, Nar- I think, actually, Hercules did skip a couple of them himself, too. So that goes along with it. Um, we read the story of Narcissus. And a couple others. Nice. But yeah, a lot of people die or the yeah, God, yeah, God, God's curse people do horrible things to him. If she's into that, <laughs> she should check out Myths and Legends. It was written in a simple language so kids could understand, but it did not shy away from any of the violence. So like, what did you bring back to uh, share in the bloody gore? Oh, okay. So when I returned the book the next day, um, I brought a book from her personal collection that she was done reading called Assassin. Nice. Which is um, from her personal collection that she's done reading. And nice. We put that in the kids section because there's two boxes one's like general and then there's one lower look like a mailbox and that was just for kids which oh were... i should bring some porn down there and put it in for the kids no donate some porn to the kids no assassin is technically a young adult novel it's just messed up and i felt like it it deserved a home there yes um the last thing we did was across the street we while you're we at two margaritas we saw um one of those creepy robot like yeah. sign waiver yeah, things. Yeah, they're all over the place here. I'm not sure if they are where our listeners are, but they're all over they're here. They're basically a mannequin that has like a motor in the middle of it so it can like hold a sign and like rotate it to get your attention. Yeah. And some of them are dressed up really slutty around here. This particular one wasn't, but it had really dead eyes, even for a dummy. That's weird. That's creepy. And uh, we took several pictures of it. And actually the guy who owned it came up and said, hey, you like my girlfriend? We're like, yeah, she's awesome. It's like a guy who owned a vape shop or something. That's what was on the sign. Yeah. And then we left really quick. Oh, after you that. were down next to the Walmart over there. Nope. Different one. Oh, weird. There's another vape shop there, that's got one of those dolls, too. Oh, there's yeah, so many vape shops, so many creepy robot dummies. Um, So, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty memorable daughter date, and hopefully, I mean, she looked like she had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. It was creepy and weird. Um, awesome. I'm sure she loved it. Yeah, but enough about me. What I you, heard but- that she's writing a book, too. Yeah, you're you're a character in it. You, yeah, you kill people. Yes, um, it's based on something that we saw on the way there. Actually, I didn't tell you. You guys saw me? No. Oh, okay, that's good. So I'm like, hey, look at that, and we look. She looks over. There's a guy driving a car. The back seat is full of mylar balloons, the silver shiny ones uh-huh. with happy faces on them. Yeah, Obsc- totally obscuring the back seat. Like there could have been a body across the seat. You wouldn't know because it's full of balloons. Yeah, dealer plates. And he's got handcuffs hanging from the rearview mirror. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. So that, I think, is the basis of her story, the ear started. Nice. So, yeah. What have you been up to, man? Um, I went to Shorties. What, what is Shorties? It's a nursery around here. Um, so Does it only hire short people? Yep. They midgets only, have, only. They only have midget trees. Three, five, and under. I mean, there are midget trees. They could and they, specialize that way. They have dwarf trees. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Did yeah. I say the wrong They're thing? dwarf. And uh, we actually looked at a couple of them while we were there. I was like, oh, you're cute, but you're not as good as your non-dwarf counterpart. Um, anyways, so we went down and we got a Japanese maple between the driveway. They um, make now. Japanese dwarf maples. They do. And I looked at them and the <laughs> leaves are really shitty. I mean, grow. <clears throat> the leaves are like so thin on them that they like they just don't have like very much color to them. Okay. It's really just like sticks. So they're albino dwarfs? 
I mean, they're red leaves still, but they're just so small you can't really tell. Okay. And uh, so we were going to go with a dwarf one. Um, we went with a normal size one and not really full size. Ours only gets up to like 10 feet in like 20 years. But I can cut it down and make it wider so I can get a fat tree or a skinny tree, tall tree. Or I can get a or I can get a skinny short tree if I really just chop the shit out of it. But um, And then on top of that, they also like walked me through on how to like uh, grow a tree so like if i want to like shape it and stuff mm-hmm. they taught me how to cut it okay um so like on tree branches you'll see like little knuckles like mm-hmm. and if you cut right before the knuckle if there's a leaf going a direction the tree will grow that direction from that point on until it gets to another leaf and then you can cut it again and you can go out so i can make like a big middle finger in my front yard does that work for fingers too nope i haven't grown leaves yet okay just if I to... grow a leaf, I can cut it off, and then it'll go... Well, I'm just saying, you kind of cut the knuckle, so I was yeah. wondering if you would grow sideways. I, well, I mean, I still got that knuckle. That's true. Yeah. I didn't cut a knuckle, I cut the bone. Um. Anyways, we did shorties, and um. yeah, I'm talking really loud. I mean, we're we're watching the uh, we're watching the uh, sound waves. Yeah. Because this is 188 version 2. I don't think we ever mentioned that. I don't think we need to. No. We need to go into that. And, um, anyways, so then while I was doing that, I worked in the yard. Um, my next door neighbor who, let's just say used to work in Hollywood, um, gave us a weird wine beer. So it's been aged for 10 years now mm-hmm. and it's been aged in a wine cellar Okay. and it's from a huge wine person in Napa Valley that makes wine that sells out of Napa Valley, but he decided to make a beer 10 years ago. Mm. And it's warning sign one. Yeah. So I'm not sure. We're going to try it though. Eventually. It could be terrible, man. <clears throat> oh, it could be like gag-inducing, like puke on the microphone bad. Like, some some beer ages well, some doesn't. This is a guy who makes wine primarily. I mean, yeah. he understands fermentation. Maybe it's a barley wine. Do you don't even know what style of beer it is? No. I knew nothing. It has a signature on it. Does it have a, a name or just a signature? I think it's got a name, but it was very limited, so I doubt there's any info on it. Hmm. This could be great or terrible. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Or we should check out the value of it, possibly, and sell it. There's no way to. It's like a... That's true. A custom project. Oh, that's right. Ten million dollars. I mean, if if, you, if he was like a really famous vintner and someone... like you, If you find the right buyer, possibly, but this sounds like it's just a pet project. It probably was. Anyways, you want to talk some news? Let's talk some news. All right, so we... Shut up till the music's over. No, I want to go now. Okay, go now! All right, so we've been talking about the Switch and how it's paying the ass to save on it. And yeah. And how they've, one guy has found a way to put a save manager on it. Well, this is going even further. The Switch is completely hacked. Every single Switch out in the market today is hackable Woo! hackable, and cannot be patched. Yes! That is because of a um, vulnerability in the Tegra X1 processor, which is the heart of the Switch. So... Um, the hack is really convoluted right now. It involves like overloading um, a bunch of things the and Joy-Cons. Then getting a boot ROM. I don't understand it. Part of it involves uh, shorting out the right Joy-Con, and there's actually a, a small device you can slide in where the Joy-Con goes to do no, that thanks. for you. Uh, well, all that matters is like they can't fix this. It's part of the. So core this means arch- our switches is doubled in price. Maybe there's a bunch. Of, we're not rare. There's they've sold a lot of switches. Someday they'll be rare. So like maybe someday you can play. I don't know. I've heard that there's a version. There's a um 
what's the Zelda game? Wind Waker for Switch out there somewhere. Huh. So loading that could be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. So this is not limited to the Switch. That Tegra X1 is in a lot of smartphones as well. So it's a pretty big vulnerability. It's a huge vulnerability. So two two people separately discovered it. I don't don't really care about their names. But that's a big deal. Um, It's huge. Like other systems, when they've been cracked, it's impacted their sales dramatically because people don't... This People li- don't like that. Well, yeah, a developer would be like, I don't put my game in your platform if it can be, you know, pirated super easy. Yep. Um, speaking of games, um, I thought this was neat. Do you want to go to France? I do now. I mean, before it seems like a place where... It was like a wee wee, motherfucker. Get some wine and cheese, maybe. See some sights. Yeah. I mean... Wife- Jump off the Eiffel Tower. Wives and girlfriends are always down, and now we can... We can be down, too. Because there's a reason to go to Paris. There's an Akihabara. As reported in Kotaku, there is like a mini Akihabara in um, in Paris. It's very mini, but it's, it's still cool. It's twelve like shops in a row, and these shops are like traditional, like the you know European storefront you see with the awnings and the um, simple doorways. Try to find the name of the street. Sorry, uh, Boulevard Voltaire, a central Parisian street, happens to have a dozen game stores. They're all next to each other. And they sell a variety of new games, retro games, all sorts of cool collectibles. I wonder how long this has been around for. It has and, to be a while. And just like it kept like hidden secret. Um like all these gamers going to Paris and France and or France and stuff to like get engaged and now they're like fuck we should have gone to the game street. But you know as a public service just want to let you know if you find yourself on a European vacation and you're you're bored of like seeing one more crumbly old building maybe make a side trip to uh Boulevard Voltaire and check out some yeah old Super Nintendo RPGs or something. Our last story is, uh, I guess, tech. Um, Amazon's been experimenting with different modes of delivery, including like some a, really shitty ones, like the smart lock for your front door, like unlocking the front door. Hello, let me into your house. Let me go through your panty drawer. Um, this one's I'd be feel, a weird Amazon complaint. I got an Amazon delivery today, but all of my dildos, handcuffs, and panties are gone. Well, we can sell you new ones. Yeah. Check it out, Amazon.com. This, this is slightly less creepy, I feel like. Um, certain GM and Volvo video, uh, videos, uh, cars after 2015 um, are eligible for the Amazon trunk delivery program. So basically, they roll up to where your vehicle is, and it has to have OnStar on it or something, so they know where it is. Hmm. And they pop open your trunk via the OnStar integration with the, the vehicle and just put Creeper. your... Put you, I know, but like you come, it'd be kind of cool. Like, it, yeah, I'd allow them into my trunk more than my fucking house. Exactly. <clears throat> they should just like they should do boxes, like where like they like they will come down and like permanently plant a box like on the side of your. Have house. you heard of Amazon lockers? Yeah, but that's not on your property. There's like, one at the Vancouver Mall. Is there? Yeah. Oh well, that's not bad. So I mean, they're experimenting different things. I think this is a lot less creepy than the house one. <laughs> yeah, the house one's fucking super creepy. But uh, speaking of cars, do you want to do some tech talk? Yeah, uh, maybe. Let's do some tech talk. I'm everywhere. All right, Tim, what do you got for tech talk this week? You're going to be, just keep talking, buddy. Just keep talking. Yeah, I feel like I just don't shut up for this whole half. You get to talk next half. No, thanks. Come on. Maybe. All right, so I am going to be talking about the Toyota CHR. It's a little compact. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. I guess a sedan. It's, um, it looks, it, it reminds me in styling of like an Air Jordan or something, like a tennis shoe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got nice rims on it. It 
it like has, an Air Jordan. It's got a four liter or four cylinder, two point oh liter engine, so it's not like super powerful. But when I was in it, it got up and zipped. Like I, I found myself going seventy without. Nice. So it's got enough power for its size. Yeah. Um, handled really well. The suspension was good. But what struck me about it, besides its nice exterior styling, or at least you know some people would find it nice, is all the safety features it had. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Um, so it has the early warning system that the the um, Celica I tried has, where if you are coming up way too fast on the vehicle in front of you, an alarm will sound, and if you don't press the brake fast enough yourself, it will actually jam on the brake for you. So that's pretty cool. It also has a lane drift feature where if you start drifting into the another lane, uh, alarm will go off. But you were telling me earlier that like not all the time, about fifty percent. Yeah, it didn't do it every time, mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out. First of all, it's disabled if you use a turn signal because it figures okay, you want to be changing lanes. Yeah. Um, it also seemed to not go depending on how fast. Right? Like maybe it's like all right, well you're going really fast in the other lane. Maybe you meant to, and you're just a dick and it didn't signal. Um, it seemed to do more often when I turned left which would be in oncoming traffic, and when I was drifting slowly. The alarm definitely went off several times when I okay. was testing it. Um, speaking of turning, I really like this, and I, I miss it now. On the exterior mirrors on the edges, there is a yellow light that will go on whenever there's a car beside you or slightly behind you, kind of where your blind spot would be from yeah. yours. That's pretty cool. Like, that is pretty cool. I hate when I'm changing lanes, and I, you know, I look in the mirror, and I try to look to the side, but... Every car has a blind spot, and it's always a little bit nerve-wracking. Yeah. This takes a lot of the guesswork out of it, so I like that part a lot. Um, and in the as far as a reverse, there is a camera in the, in the back, but what I like about this is instead of in the center of the dash, the monitor for that is built into the rear view mirror that you look up at. So you get a better... You're not looking up and looking down. You're looking in the rear view mirror with your peripheral vision of the sides. Like, it's all in your field of view. So... I don't know. I just like all it those. Apparently, also has standard automatic high beams, which uh, detects any vehicles in front of you, uh, either going in your direction or coming towards you for up to two thousand feet away. And if it doesn't detect anything, it'll automatically turn on the high beams. Yeah, I skipped some stuff. Like it has ten airbags. Holy shit! It has. Um, I mean, I could roll in there then, just like roll the son of a bitch and just bounce around on the inside. Pretty much. Um, it's got a. They said something about the frame being pretty cool. Um, the, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. When you put it in park, the parking brake engages automatically. That's cool. And disengages also. <clears throat> it's got a, um, ignition you push to start, which is, you know, kind of yeah, neat, neat that's I guess. Pretty cool. It was a fun experience. Um, I f- it definitely felt like the next generation of car from what I'm currently driving. It had the other stuff like that I talked about with the Celica with the Bluetooth and the pair. Yeah. So, you know, music starts and stops when you get in and out. That's cool. Continue. It, 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 it made me hate my current car. Maybe a new new car with all sorts of cool I'm tech features. I'm feeling a theme here. You're definitely trying out a lot of new vehicles. Is there a new vehicle in your in your in your horizon? Um, I currently don't have a vehicle. My That's wife true. has a commuter vehicle, and I drive the kids' vehicle, which is the minivan. So is that the vehicle they're gonna have to drive when they get older? The minivan? No, they'll probably get the Corolla. My wife will get a Subaru or something, and you'll be stuck. Tim with the gets a scooter. Woohoo! Um, yeah, let's take a break because I'm depressed. I need another drink now. All right, sounds good. We'll be right back after this music break. Kickstarter, tech and beer. There's one gaming podcast you should hear. The Plug and Play 
And we are back. Tasty Treats in hand. Second half Tasty Treats is coming out of Blanco, Texas. So we Texas theme this week, guys. Real Ale Brewing Company. We're drinking the Coffee Porter by Cat's Coffee. That's Cat's with a K and a Z. Um, Sounds like a bad DS game. Yeah, it probably it might have been. Uh, born from Brad Arbidston's. <laughs> what? Yeah. Born Brad, from. Brad gave a baby. Yep. Homebrewing experiment in college. Sure. Our porter is rich and robust ale with a dry finish, fresh, cold, brewed, organic, fair trade coffee, courtesy of Cat's Coffee in Houston, Texas, is added just prior to packaging. One of our most popular seasonal releases. It's a whole new way to enjoy your coffee with breakfast, lunch, or dinner. 6.6% ABV, 35 IBUs, and uh, food pairings is a French toast, pork tenderloin, or chili. It's available in November through January, draught or cask, and bottles. So, uh, cheers. Breakfast beer. Hmm. That's pretty good. I like the first one a little better. I like the first one a little bit better too, but this is all right. No, this is pretty good. So, uh, hey, uh, hey, Tim. Yeah. You, uh, you want to kick it? Let's kick it. I'm still on the show this week, guys. No, 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 no. We're going with Aqua Shorts. Aqua Shorts is the world's best shorts to keep your phone dry, keys, passport, wherever the fuck you want. You ever go to the beach, have to hide your car keys somewhere because you don't want to leave it on the sand, but you also don't want to get them wet. So, Aqua Shorts by Aquanacia is available, guys. Here we go. What's in your pocket Let's right now? Let's watch a Your phone, short video. wallet, maybe even your car keys. They're all yeah, stuff you want to keep minutes safe, long. especially from the water. A few years ago, I was at the beach and I wanted to go for a swim, but I had my phone and my wallet with me. The only option I had was to take a dry bag everywhere I went or hide it. I decided to hide it at the beach and go for the swim and I came back to find everything was stolen. In fact, the only thing I did have left were the shorts that I was wearing. But that <laughs> gave me an idea. What if the shorts that I was wearing could actually keep my valuables dry, even in the water? Pretty epic diving um, footage in this. Yeah, lots of backflips, front flips, weird shit. First shorts to keep everything in your pocket dry, dry, dry. Self-clothing certifies something hybrid, water-repelling nanotechnology, tailor-fit, made for adventures. We don't, we don't forget anything, recycled plastic bottles, world's best shorts ever. We think so. Sorry, that was really fucking quick. I was mm-hmm. not prepared for that. Good looking shorts. Yeah, they're not bad. Hey, Tim, yeah. is that yourself in your pocket, or are you happy to see me? I don't know, is it vibrating? <laughs> Goper is certified oh, to over 100 feet underwater. It's pretty far. I mean, if you're 100 feet underneath the water, you might as well just be dead. Magnets, the world's strongest permanent magnets. When you let go, they snap together to create an it's instant like Ziploc bag with magnets. Yeah. In your pants. In your pants. It's like a pretty big pocket. He's throwing like a wallet, his keys, everything in there. The reason it works to this incredible depth is because of simple science. Underwater, the water pressure pushes the magnets even tighter together, yeah, reinforcing the seal. I think it's that means in the rough conditions, so. the stuff stays right.
And I was talking about how they're using recycled bottles and it's like 92% of the shorts. So they're saving uh, saving the earth from pollution. I think the rest of the video was like silent if I remember right. Yeah, it might be, here. yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that is the uh, world's best shorts to keep your phone dry, guys. Uh, bu- 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 sorry, I have to back out every fucking time. They're looking for seven thousand forty-five dollars. They currently have eighty thousand forty-one seven hundred ninety-eight backers. Thirty-seven days ago, guys, hailing out of the London, UK, they are going for eight ninety-eight US dollars for one pair of shorts. If you want to jump up to the granddad of them all, it's five hundred sixty-three dollars US uh, for ten pairs. Wow. Tim, a lot of shorts. Tim, Tim, what do you got for me? So, remember when I um, did a tech talk about not having USB-C cables on vacation? Yeah, I remember that. This yeah. Kickstarter could have saved my ass. Could have saved your ass. Speaking also of things that start with a K. Yeah. We've got cable card. So, I'm just going to let them talk about it. You have so many different charges for your phones, iPhone and Android, tablet, and more types Why is there like a, like a country up. twang but music going on? You can't throw away all it of your own micro USB devices. The, uh, How many types of cables Singapore do you need for all of your right devices? Yeah. Murphy's Law reminded us that you probably wouldn't have the right cable in time of emergency. Maybe it's to make it the more relatable to us Oh, maybe, yes. But you just didn't bring your cable. A I didn't bring my cable, Zach. Ah oh, man! Introducing Might as well go cable target. card. Cable card is a revolutionary design that integrates all the essential like and most frequently used cables connectors. With all these things inside of it. What's more, cable card is even designed with a wireless charger. We designed cable card to be as small and light as a credit card. Everyone has to dig around their bed looking for the right cables among other cables and objects lying around in the depth of the bag. But not you. Cable card includes a SIM ejection and two nano SIM card storages. Looks simple, yet makes a big difference when traveling overseas. Need to send files, but no internet and no thumb drive for Type C? No worries. Cable card has an inbuilt memory reader that supports both standard USB and Type C. What if your phone doesn't have an external memory card? You it dumb son of a bitch! It to set oh, up cable card as a cradle. Plug it in. What makes it even more awesome is that you can watch movies on your phone hands-free while charging it at the same time. AOA reported that one major cause of vision deterioration is staring at phone screen in poor lighting creating effective ambient lighting to protect your eyes. This is Cable Card, the all-in-one cable solution you have been looking for. Yeah. Yay! Pretty cool idea. Um, So it's got some stuff that I don't know if I would use. Like, I, I can't currently do wireless charging, but it's neat that or, it's built or in. Or the SIM card. Uh, yeah, but if I was traveling, well, yeah, I guess the SIM card's... Damn it. I hate how phones are making everything less and less accessible. Thanks a lot, Google! Fuck you! It's not just Google. Anyway, it sounds kind of neat. I would caution anyone backing this to look into the... It uses different tips. So you've got a base cable and then you put different tips on it like lightning cable. And I know that USB-C in particular has been kind of weird recent, recently. Um, as far as like what will work with the switch. Um, so just look into that before you back it. But they are looking for $6,453 converted from Singapore currency. 
With uh, 33 days to go, they have 1,750 backers, and they are currently $95,000. That's like over 10 times what they're asking for. Um, the early bird is gone. That would have been uh, $26 US for a one cable card. You can now get one for $30. Um, going up to the big level, you get the ultimate collection for $228. You get one cable card, uh, one card light black, one card power extreme black, one card adapter pro, pro I, a bunch of stuff that is bunch not, of black shit, bunch of stuff that's not actually part of this Kickstarter. So I would say just get the base unit on this one. But cool idea, um, yeah, definitely something I could see myself using. So check out cable with a K card if you're interested in that. What you got next, Zach? Actually, I want you to do your next one because I want to finish out this uh, Kickstarter. All right. Um. So I've got a game called Growl. Rawr! It's kind of a variation on Mafia or um, a game called Werewolf where there's like one person. Never who, heard of either of those. Well, it's like you draw cards and everybody's like normal except for one person who's okay. an assassin or a werewolf. Or a Mafia. And at different times, yeah, like that person can act and like kill people or recruit to Mafia. Huh. So it's all about subterfuge and... So anyway, those games are complicated. There's been a VR version for the Werewolf one, for example. Um, anyway, this looks like a pretty simple game. I'll let them talk about it. Got a bunch of I love social games. There we go. I used to play Werewolf, aka Mafia, when I was younger, but I found as an adult I didn't have the time or the right game group. Hi, I'm Joey Vigor. My new game Growl is really special to me. It's the same feel as Werewolf, but only takes 15 minutes to play I like and that. works with large and small groups. Someone among you is a werewolf, and if you get bitten three times, you become one too. In Growl, you don't play cards, you give cards publicly. Here you go, Hallie. Thank you. So every single player has knowledge and power over the game. Charms cancel bites. Wounds hurt you, but salves cancel wounds. Huh. There are special night cards that pop up, and that's when wolves These cards bite are pretty simple to understand. Like not a whole bunch of rules like but magic it's or whatever. So you have to talk about what happened in the night and who you think might have turned into a wolf. I got bit. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if all the players are growling at the end, then wolves win. But if even one human survives, <laughs> all humans are the dead ones. Growl actually inspires really fun conversations that you don't normally get to have with your friends. It gives you a reason to get together. The base game is very simple and fun, and I have a bunch of bonus cards in the Howly Growly box that expands the game to a deeper and more rich experience. That's cool. And for people who like to keep score, you can track gold between games and crown Wolf King or Wolf Queen at the no, end thanks. of game night. Oh man, so many good times we've had. We play this at conventions, we play this here with multiple different people, new people. It's a game that's super easy to learn, super easy to play, super quick. This is probably the most tense 10 or 15 minute game I've ever played in my life. I sat down and played this with a group of six other people, four of whom had never played a game of werewolf in their lives. And after a brief like two minute explanation, we were off to the races. It was a fun experience for everybody involved. So that's it. Thanks so much for peeking in at my life, and good luck to you guys with your own. I, making games has been an amazing experience for me, and I really hope to bring some of that joy to you. So what I, I like about this is it looks like really easy to understand, really jump jump in, quick play. Um, something you could you know bring out at any random party, just yeah. explain the rules really quick and just get going. Like sometimes you want a complex game, sometimes you just want something simple and short, and this looks like both of those things. So, we missed out. The first 500 backers get Growl for free. You have to pay a dollar, but they like refund it at the end. Because you can't just 
back something for zero. That's some bullshit. Yeah, so we missed that. But the base game is 16 bucks. That's not bad. That's pretty cheap. Um, if you want the Howly Growly box, which comes in like a furry box, looks like kind of like Cookie Monster, honestly. Yeah, it does. It looks more like Cookie Monster than a werewolf, I gotta say. But it comes with the expansions, including the the weird little crown thing, yeah, and the gold coins. Which Do you honest, get a crown? Do you get a crown? I'm honestly crown. not as hyped about that. I mean, the Howly Growly box is kind of cool. I don't know if it's twenty four dollars cool. And then they have the uh, big level for like a game store, or whatever. You get ten, ten Howly Growly packs. Um, Sweet. So like, if you're a small game store, you get that level. Um, they are looking for. 8,000. They're currently at 74,000 with 350. Sorry, 3,561. I think this backed. might be backed. It's 10 times backed. They've got 13 days to go if you're interested. Um, at 16 bucks, I'm sure there's some shipping there too. Another five bucks maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very tempted. I, I might back this. I'm not sure yet. I, I put it on my remind me when it's near the end. Oh, can you do that? Yeah. It's right there somewhere. Oh, okay. Not on the app because the app sucks. I hate the app. Um, it's on the main. Gotcha. So that's growl. What do you got for us? Sweet. Um, hey Tim, what, what are we drinking? Uh, beer. Where's it out of? Uh, Texas. Well, I have one thing on that list checked off, and okay. it's beer. Okay. So Atlanta is trying to build a beer boutique where you can learn how to brew your own beer, taste beer, and everything else. I'm gonna go ahead and let them talk about it. Sweet. Hi, Kickstarter. I'm Jen. I'm an author, blogger, entrepreneur, and all-around beer geek. I love beer. I've loved it my whole life, and that's no exaggeration. One of my fondest childhood memories is enjoying a cold one with my dad. You know they say that beer is an acquired taste? Well, I may have gotten a head start on most. Over the years, my love and appreciation of beer has continued to grow. In 2011, I decided to pursue my passion and launch the Atlanta Beer Boutique. It started out as a beer blog but now it's evolved into a pop-up craft beer experience company. We offer events such as beer tastings, beer and food pairings, and educational workshops in an effort to expose and educate the full spectrum of beer drinkers. <laughs> and this one is an Imperial IPA. Does anybody know what that means? Noticing the color and the clarity. You may get some salt on the nose. Well, it may remind you of like rosemary. Why is there salt on This the is nose? the next phase, y'all. The Atlanta Beer Boutique is putting down roots. A brick-and-mortar location will offer customers a personalized shopping experience. So let's go on a little virtual tour of the Atlanta Beer Boutique. You walk in the front door, and to one side will be the shop. To the other, the tasting room. In the boutique, we'll have packaged beer, glassware, books, and a small market stocked with prepared food items perfect for home pairings. The adjacent tasting room will provide a home base for our current pop-up experiences, while our commercial kitchen will serve as a homebrewing incubator. Members from local homebrew clubs will serve as homebrew professors, and local beer bloggers and enthusiasts will serve as workshop facilitators or guest speakers. We'll hire local chefs and restaurants for special events as well. I'm excited about what's happening in the beer industry in Metro Atlanta, and as such, our selection will always focus on local beer, local products, and people. The beer scene in Atlanta is hopping, and it's the perfect time for a shop like the Atlanta Beer Boutique to take root. We'll have the full spectrum of beer lovers covered. If you're a beginner or a novice, we'll have classes and workshops to get you started on your beer journey. If you're a geek like me, we'll have an unparalleled selection of craft beer. And for everyone in between, we'll have products and services to meet your needs. I promise the Atlanta Beer Boutique is going to be awesome, and it will be a great addition to the Atlanta beer scene. But none of this can happen without your help and your support. 
Together we can do this. This whole video is fake. She's in front of a green screen. We'll go directly. None of this Fucking is real. liar. None of this is real. Things that we need to get started. But I want it to be real, Zach. That's shelving, lighting, even refrigerators. We need all the help that we can get, Atlanta. And we're looking to you to help us build the boutique. Thank you in advance for your donations. I promise to keep you posted along the way during this Kickstarter campaign. And I can't wait to see you in the new Atlanta Beer Boutique. Cheers. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Now, back out. Go back in. All right. Oh, that's the aqua shorts again. You guys, you want to get shorty? Uh, so they're looking for 25000 US dollars. They're currently at 21415 US dollars. 201 backers 12 days ago. We have a couple Atlanta near-esque listeners. Um, and so maybe they'd want to try something like this out, guys. Yeah, I kind of want to go to Atlanta now. I know, me too. Five dollars gets you a thank you. Ten dollars gets you a pers- personal handwritten thank you. Twenty-five dollars you can get a shirt. Um, jump into the big granddaddy of them all. Ten thousand dollars, the whopper. This is the for the highest of high rollers. For just forty percent off the funding we're asking for, we'll schedule a private soiree just for you and whichever friends you love the most. You also receive the beer book library, VIP events package. ABB t-shirt and glassware and this is the most prestigious reward for the one and only Tim. What's that? You gotta buy this. Okay, they, I guess they, I'm getting a Powerball ticket because I don't have 10 grand just lying around. I mean, that'd be cool. I want well, this to happen. I want Fine, this- Tim. If you can't afford $10,000 you can get the VIP events package plus merch okay. for $2,500. I could maybe do that if I sold some things. How about a handwritten thank you? <laughs> I can afford that. Tip. What? For you and just you only. Okay. $10. A personal handwritten thank you. Yay. I can do that. She'll even mail it to you. If you All prefer right. email, she can do that too. That's not the same. Right? So uh, that is the Atlanta Beer Boutique, guys. Cool. Anyways, Tim, um, you have a huge list here. So... Uh, I've been playing some games. Yeah, I I haven't. We're just gonna just skip me because I haven't played anything. Well, you got to see the Blazers. You got to see the Blazers. That's a game. It's I'm true. almost feeling like we should change your section. Just what sports? What's going on in sports ball? Yeah. Well, what I games have you been playing? All right. I finished up Last of Us, which okay. I was really close to last episode, and that was deeply satisfying. Um, yeah, that's a good game. That's something every PlayStation Four owner. Or PlayStation 3 even um, should play. Um, And I saw echoes of some of the gameplay mechanics of Last of Us in another of the games that I played, which is God of War. But I'll talk about God of War a little bit later. Nice. I want to talk about the two games I played with my son. Okay. I talked about what I did with my daughter this week. Um, Sorry, spoilers. That's what's about ready to come up. Okay. Kind of. So I played two games with my son this week. Um, I think I might have mentioned the... First one last week, I'm, I can't remember. Which one? Adventure Pals. Mm, is that the Zelda knockoff? No. That's no. the side-scroller one. There's a little bit of an overland. looks like Zelda. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you did. It, it reminds me a lot of like Adventure Time as far as the aesthetic. Come on, grab your friends. Um, I think they're actually intentionally going for that. There's like the cartoon characters look a lot like it. Gotcha. You have like a little pal that like hangs out in your backpack. Sort of like, um, not Finn, but the other one, um, Jake. I don't know. I've never Jake's seen like a stretchy dog that hangs out with Finn, and he like turns into things like that's useful. You get like this giraffe that like 
lollygags its tongue around like a helicopter when you do a double what jump. What the hell? Um, it's really fun platforming. Like you stick to walls and jump up. It's it's very intuitive jumping. Like some games are very punishing when you're like you miss a jump or whatever. There's like I said the double jump. There's the fact that you can jump off walls. There's a lot of collection stuff. There's stickers. Um, like the aesthetic, they've nailed it. Like it looks like like a really good cartoon game. It's nice. a lot of fun. It's two player. I don't think I mentioned that. No, it's important because I was playing with my son. And the other game I played with him was also two player, but even better. Okay. Once, once again, a very ca- cartoon aesthetic, even more gorgeous. Like it looks hand drawn. It looks amazing. Nice. And it's like a roguelike Legend of Zelda. That's cool. So when I say roguelike, I mean that the world kind of changes randomly. Um, so that the layouts won't be quite the same. Yeah. Um, and it's generational. So there's this big bad that does her thing and like destroys the world or whatever. And you have four days to stop her. Um, and you can go to optional dungeons and destroy these anchors that are tethering her to the world and make her like easier to beat. Mm -hmm. Or you can go straight at her, but you probably won't win. Um, you also get experience and level up your sword and... When you die, like the world resets, um, but you you keep your experience. That's cool. So it's that's the rogue. That's the roguelike part. Yeah. Can you go back and loot your dead body? No, um, but you get your stats. So that's cool. So um, that's kind of actually more important. Yeah, and things you do will sort of affect the world. Like if you, I don't know, like a certain shop might go away, or things become more of a gr- overgrown. Huh. Um. Instead of like weapons, there's toys. That's there's, cool. There's stickers for stat buffs. Um, it's really neat. Yeah. It's, um, how's your son liking it? He was upset that we didn't play last night. Shit. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So that's me like getting to play with my son, getting to play Zelda esque. Um, highly recommend us checking out Sword of Ditto, Swords of Ditto. I also played the Detroit Become Human demo, and again, if you have a PlayStation Four, you might as well download it. It's free. Um, they said something somewhere about it being a two-hour experience. It's not. It's like a twenty to forty-minute experience. It looks really good. It's very cinematic. Um, the controls are kind of interesting. Like to pick up something, you'll have to like, push the analog stick down and circle it. Oh, that's cool. So they try to get all fancy with that. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but what is cool is you have a lot of choices, like way more than Telltale. Like how you, I feel like there is again the the gating and the narrowing where there's only a certain number of of options. Outcomes, yeah. But how you get there varies a lot more. Um, in the scenario you get in the demo, you are an android coming into a hostage situation. Where another android has gone rogue and is holding its uh, human owner hostage. Oh, that son of a bitch! Right? So you can choose to go straight to the conflict and try to talk to the android without knowing anything of the situation. Or you can go to um, the human's room and pick up clues that will actually tell you the android's name. A bunch of other stuff. And well, that's cool. You have a much higher chance of success. What'd you do? I checked out the room. Um, I've only played once. Um, of course, if you play different ways, you'll get different outcomes. My outcome was pretty good. Um, I talked him down, and then the second he put down his gun, the snipers just tore him apart. Nice. Also, spoiler alert, androids have blue blood. So, That's oil. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It looks amazing. Nice. Um, you should check it out. It's, I, literally, I mean, it's, it's free. It's literally 20 minutes. Okay. Check, check it out, Zach. Um, so, God of War. I've been playing this a lot. Um, have you, boy? Yes. <laughs> so, which, what Zach is talking about is you have... A companion character, which is not annoying, but that's like one of the similarities to Last of Us is having a smaller companion and you'll like throw them up on a ledge and then that companion will lower a ladder or a rope for you to climb up. That's a mechanic both games share. 
Um, also, when you're in a conflict, like the smaller character will kind of be a distraction um, to the, your enemies, giving you a chance to, you know, get in without having a direct conflict. Yeah. Gives you a little leg up. Those are two things both games share. Um, this God of War is very different than the PlayStation uh, 2 God of Wars. Huh. Two. Was it three as well? Possibly. I think one of them was on three. God of War 3, maybe. Probably. Um, you have an axe for one thing. It's like basically like Thor's hammer. Yeah. Like you throw it and... It comes back. Yes, you can call it back. And on its way back, it does damage, which is awesome. Nice. Um, you want me to play this uh, YouTube video so you can check in? Sure. And uh, so what this is referring to is every time you're trying to read something, um, because Kratos can't read, he goes, hey, boy. Boy, check this out. Boy, read to me. So this is a video of all the time Kratos says boy. Maybe. Maybe. If, Maybe. That, if that can Maybe. operate YouTube. Yeah, I don't think I can't. YouTube has an advertisement. Here we go. All right, skip. Here we go. Boy. Everything is different, boy. This way, boy. Slow down, boy. 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 Look at me. Look at me, boy. Boy. Inside, boy. Boy. Beneath the floor. Boy. Boy. Here. Boy. Boy. You are in your head, boy. And we will go home, boy. No place for a boy. Come, boy. Now, boy. Come, boy. 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 Wait for me, boy. 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 Come, boy. Stay back, boy. There are no good gods, boy. Not our concern, boy. So how come Brock's blue and you're not? Boy. What is it, boy? Boy! Hold on, boy! Fight! Run, boy! You're nice, boy! Jump, boy! Keep shooting, boy! Boy! Mind your tongue, boy! 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 Come, boy! Boy! Wait, boy! Steady, boy! Boy, check their path. Make sure we're all alone. Boy! Leave him, boy. We are leaving, boy. Everybody taught you nothing, boy. Boy! 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 Boy, this fight is mine, boy. Stay behind me, boy. Calm yourself, boy. Boy, boy, the boy has fallen ill. Boy, boy. Boy's fallen ill. So yeah, my son has no idea. Sorry, I put the mic too far away. My son has no idea why I keep yelling boy at him now. That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. Um, God of War is great. It's really good. Sweet. I'll check it um, out when you're done. So combat is kind of confusing. Um, I finally understood a little bit better the upgrade system like every weapon has like slots that you put enchantments in and, and then also when you enchantments that change your playstyle a lot and also when you get xp you spend the xp like currency to unlock skills which are basically fighting skills so you've really got to get a grasp on those two bits like upgrading your armor and using xp to buy skills to to get better at Otherwise, nice. otherwise you just die a lot. Huh. So it looks beautiful. I don't think that Sweet. probably goes without saying, but um, yeah, if you are on the fence about God of War, I would say go for it. That's what everybody's saying, boy. That's right, boy. Are you ready? Ready for what? Game releases! Battletech. PC, Linux, Max. Rick and Morty. Virtual reality. Physical edition. I might get that. I played a demo of it, and it's like being in Rick and Morty's garage. Never seen it. That's so weird. It's probably like a movie. No, it's a cartoon. Oh, see? April 24th, PS4, The Swords of Ditto! Hell yeah. PC, PS4, South Park, The Fractured, 
butthole Nintendo Switch. Gal Gun, oh wait, Gal Asterix Gun 2, PS4, Nintendo Switch. Runbo, PS4, Nintendo Switch. Hello Kitty Cruisers with Scenario Friends. That's Q's favorite fucking title, Nintendo Switch. Emily wants to play too, PS4. I hope that's a creepy game. I hope so too. Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality Collector's Edition, um, PS4. Standard Edition. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cosmic Star Heroine. That's the uh, Vita right there. Yep. So, pause. I backed this game in 2015 on Kickstarter. It just finally came out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I haven't played it yet, but I have it. Um, Dead Secret PS4. Devious Dungeon PS4. Uh, Vita. Jolt Family Robot Racer PS4. Just in the Time Incorporated. Uh, just in Time Incorporated, sorry. PS4. Pick a Picks Color PS4. Vita. To Leave PS4. Or not to leave. That is the question. Death Row to Canada. Nintendo Switch PS4. Solo PC. Late Shift Nintendo Switch. Agatha Knife. Nintendo Switch. Sky Rogue. Nintendo Switch. Glaive Brick Breaker. Nintendo Switch. Another Lost Phone. Fuck My Life. Laura's Story. Nintendo Switch. Lightfall Nintendo Switch. ACO Neo Geo Ghost Pilots. Nintendo Switch. Princess Maker 5. I guarantee you he's playing that one. PC. No, he's still he's trying to finish four. Oh, that's true, probably. Uh, Saturday morning RPG Nintendo Switch. That sounds kind of fun. I'm I'm looking at the screens of that one, and I kind of want it. That's but I have, as you can tell, I'm already playing so many other damn games. Very true. Space Jack PS4. No one can see you, Space. Drago Dino Nintendo Switch. Twelve Orbits Nintendo Switch. If there was eleven, that'd be fucking weird. Snow Moto Racing Freedom Nintendo Switch. Corgan Xbox One. Jotan Vala Edition, Nintendo Switch. Save the Ninja Clan, Nintendo Switch. Uh, Psychedelic of the Black Butterfly, Vita and Vita. Double Vita. Polygod, Nintendo Switch. Deep Ones, Nintendo Switch. I wonder if Polygon will be reviewing Polygon. Oh, they should. They definitely should. Um, that's a lot yeah. of games this week. That's a lot of games this week. So you ready to get on out of here? Yeah, I gotta go home and uh, play some more games with my son. I gotta go back to work. So, uh, as always, guys, don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast, youtube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. Um, like, subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us currently. And until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Fuck Nazis.